Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Quick update for you guys uh, from the uh, programming standpoint. Mm -hmm. We uh, will be uh, doing this live on the Twitch today, uh, tomorrow. For uh, NXT review and AEW review, and then we're taking Thursday and Friday off yep. to, to finish out our year. Just chilling, just just yep. doing just a relax. lot of nothing. Really. Not yeah, much. relax. Not much, exactly. Uh, but we will have some content for you on Friday. We'll have the Friendo Awards. It's mm -hmm. very exciting, mm -hmm. and we've got our we got our loan acceptance speech today oh. uh, sent to us. So that's exciting. We've got one acceptance speech. I reached out to one person. For an acceptance speech. I probably could have done more people, but I didn't. Um, so that's exciting. And then, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and then on Saturday, we've got predictions, uh, predictions which yeah. I think we're going to film tomorrow, right? Yeah, we're tomorrow film morning. We can do that tomorrow morning. Yeah, I probably come up with some exciting. predictions, though. Uh, oh, you still just have, like, the one? I have the one. But that might change mm. now based on something I read today. So we'll see. Ooh, inter Ooh interesting. Oh, man, I want to know more. I hate when you give me cliffhangers like that. Well, too bad. Two stars. Too many cliffhangers. Two stars. <laughs> hey, by the way, I want to mention this because we're going to upload it in the pre-show. I was reading some Apple podcast reviews. Oh, yeah. By the way, we don't reiterate this enough. If you're listening to this in the audio realm, it really does help the show for you to go into whatever podcast app you're using. I think Apple is like kind of the biggest one. Um, and just leave us a review, a rating whatever and then maybe we'll read it we'll do it like as like i don't know a monthly segment over at our new channel friendo club tv just uh, uh put up a uh why is my phone man you still don't learn how to do that yet no i my my iphone has a my iwatch has a a mind of its own this apple watch is insane it's just playing something right now oh dear it's, it's playing going in raw oh at least it's playing that <laughs> it's playing our show well that's cool. so i don't know how that's happening um but yeah, get on or now apparently Spotify has ratings and reviews. If you could do us a huge favor, if you're listening to us on Spotify, give us a rating review. We noticed one of the reviews today that knocked us off two stars because they said we have too many ads. Well, guess what? I've got great news. Great news. You don't have, 
you don't have to listen to ads on Going In Raw. We know we have plenty of ads because we've got a bunch of great sponsors who want to get the word out to their product to the friendos, and we want to help them and make money. But if you don't want to listen to those ads, you don't have to. All you got to do is go to patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, plunk down $5 a month. That's it, $5 a month, and you get the show ad-free. It's a great way to help support the show, and you get two bonus episodes every single week, not counting these last two weeks of the mm-hmm. year, but 50 mm-hmm. weeks out of the year, mm-hmm. get two bonus episodes. Um, and if you don't want to plunk down $5, you can plunk down only three. If you don't care about the bonus stuff, Supercast, <clears throat> I'm sorry, goingandraw.supercast.tech, that's where you can do it. Ad-free, bang, done. Correct, correct. Never have to complain about ads anymore. Yes. Because we have a solution for you. Yes. Anyways, we're going to talk about last night's Monday Night Raw, last night's depleted Matt Chat heavy version yeah. of, Mon- of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Uh, but first, we got a little bit of news. Larson, news here, what's yeah. going on in the world? I, I I just saw this. This is breaking news to me when I took a look at your. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw it this morning, too. This so uh, uh, Killer Cross, of course, formerly known as Carrion Cross, while in WB and Scarlet Bordeaux appeared in the latest episode of Renee Paquette's oral session. They talked extensively about their time in WB's main roster with uh, Cross noting that uh, he had a bad feeling about his WB future uh, after losing to Jeff Hardy. During his Raw debut, these transcripts are from WrestlingNews.co. This is what Cross had to say. Quote, to be honest with you, I kind of felt it coming. I felt like the situation could have been recovered on the main roster. I felt it could have been recovered. It's fiction. In a world of fiction, the possibilities are endless. But yeah, I had a weird feeling that night, just in the debut of us. Like, I kind of felt like this was the direction it was going in. It was a sense of disappointment, but there's also a sense of relief as well as an artist. Imagine like you were a comedian. You go on stage. And right as they're about to drop your name in front of the crowd, the person who owns the nightclub says, you can't use your best jokes, by the way, so go knock it out of the park. It's like, what? He continues. <laughs> what? What? When I went up and they asked me to do the match with Jeff and put him over, I said, sure, that's fine. I grew up a fan of Jeff. And then getting to meet Jeff and him being really cool was an awesome experience for me. He was one of the coolest people I've ever met. I remember one of the agents came to me and said, there's a long-term plan for this, so don't sweat it. Don't worry. I'm like, okay, cool. I do my entrance. I get out there, and the ref bumps me and says, your 10-minute match is down to 90 (gasps) seconds. What? The first time we're working on television. We don't really know each other in the ring like our rhythm. They came back from a commercial, and I'm trying not to laugh. If you go back and watch it, I'm smiling, closed mouth, trying to hold it back. As soon as Jeff got in the ring, I snatched him and called what we needed to do, and that was it. When I went back to NXT the next day, I spoke with someone there. I said, my biggest fear right now, my biggest phobia is that there's a hole being dug for me and I'm nervous and I'm not permitted to crawl out of it myself and people absolve themselves of creating the situation that I'm not going to be a return on this investment and I'm going to be fired. So what do you think I should do right now because part of this business is doing what you're told. My intuition intuitively was telling me that everything was off. Everything felt wrong and I felt something bad coming for months before it happened. Uh, but everyone I talked to said, everybody loves you. You have no problems, but I felt it coming. I tried to, as professionally, as politely as I could, talk to people in the chain of command about that. I needed. I tried to be a good sport about it. So Renee asked him, did you have any conversations about Vince, about this creative disconnect? Well, let's, hold on. Let, let's, let's pause there because this next bit is its own talking point here. Let's, stop, let's pause here. This dude was told there's a long-term plan 
And then the most significant aspect to kick off this plan was changed moments before said plan was was launched. Your match, which was going to be 10 minutes, 90 seconds. has now changed to 90 seconds. Now, I can imagine in this 10-minute match, Cross would have, in the wrestling parlance, gotten a lot of his shit in. Yeah. So we'd get to see who this guy was. There's a massive difference between losing in 90 seconds and losing in 10 minutes. A massive difference. There's no joke in he lost in 10 minutes. Nope. It's, the story he got could, all of his stuff in. The, yeah. The story could have been as great as he is. NXT is not the same as main roster. You got to up your game. You're on the main roster. That's the story, you know? And maybe there's that was a, the story they were telling. I don't know. Yeah, or this guy's this guy's a dominant machine, and Jeff Hardy had to squeak out a sneaky victory in order to not get murdered by him After even getting further. dominated for 10 minutes, yes. There, there's a lot of great stories you could tell in 10 minutes and, and take a loss that doesn't make you look like an asshole. Losing in 90 seconds makes you look like an asshole. He looked like an asshole that night. And he couldn't, he was absolutely right. Everything he said, I was digging a hole. I was, there was a hole being dug for me. That's called buried. That's what they did for him on the first night. Yep. That's nuts. That is um, and then, and then all this stuff here went back to NXT the next day. My biggest fear is that there's a hole being dug. Yeah. And then I'm not going to be permitted to get out of there. But here's the thing, Larson. If he speaks up and says, whoa, no, that doesn't make any sense for me. It's Guess what he's being difficult. He's being difficult, and that's what they would have leaked out to the people yep. willing willing to publish those stories about wrestlers being difficult. Yeah. And not question it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the second part of this, I mean, there, there's a lot more. They go in through uh, both him and Scarlett talk about the helmet stuff and all that. Uh, but this is interesting. So Renee asked him if uh, he had talked to Vince about the creative disconnect between NXT and main roster. This is what he, how he responded, quote, as it was explained to me, it's two separate entities. NXT really couldn't interfere, expand, or even be involved with anything that was going on in the main roster from a creative standpoint. As I was transitioning, there was nothing that could be done. They just said, ask a bunch of questions. Like that's, I guess, I don't know if, if, if they, I'd assume is someone from NXT, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know, H. Shawn Michaels. I don't know who it is. Yeah, like that's the only advice they can give, and I'm not blaming whoever gave that advice because I'm sure, from their perspective, from their experience, it was literally like we have no what we hear, what we do here in NXT has no bearing on what's going to happen on the main roster. Zero. Yeah. yeah. So the best you could yeah. do, like, I would imagine, is ask a bunch of questions so you have that information. You can proceed from there. It's nuts. It's it's absolutely nuts. It's not it's 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 the fact that they would ever try to compare themselves in any way, shape, or form to the MCU and yet don't even acknowledge their own universe is crazy. That's the one thing the MCU does is continuity down to the smallest little detail. Oh man, they do it insanely good. But in WWE, it's like right hand, left hand, I don't know, they've never even met. They have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem a little bit different now with 2.0, but who knows how long that's going to last even, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, we thought maybe the, the one of the reasons they were doing things the way are, they are now in 2.0 is to bring about that sense of continuity, that it's one path from beginning to, you know, when you first train to reaching the main roster where there's continuity. But then Von mm-hmm. Wagner shows up on SmackDown for like a week. They didn't even mention yeah. his name. No. So maybe it's Pat not. McAfee act like he, didn't, he never seen him before. Yeah. 
Yeah. Then who is that guy? Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's, it's mind-boggling. I don't get it. I honestly, it's don't crazy. Care. It is. I'm. I'm. That's 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 a. Uh, I'll have to take. A, I'll have to actually give this one a listen. Yeah, see what it, else seems, he said, it seems. But, uh, it seems. It seems pretty interesting. You know, and and he's in a position where he understands cross that is, and where he understands that he's in a hole. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah. As you mentioned, if if he if he tries to uh, stand up for himself, that he's being difficult. Yeah. But here's a situation. Seemingly, he was like, "Okay, I'll I'll be professional, mm-hmm. and I'll 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 say yes, with the hopes that I can find a way, or I'll be given a way to get out of this hole." Instead, this led to him getting released. Yeah, it's a no-win situation. It's a no-win situation. You have to just, and that's why when we would talk about, you know, the idea of you know Johnny Gargano betting on himself in WWE. There is no betting on yourself. There is a gamble that you can somehow, some way, luck into the good graces of the system of Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, whoever. Even, hell, I don't even know how much sway Bruce Pritchard has. I think Bruce Pritchard just sort of enacts what he thinks Vince wants to be done. That's why he's had success. He understands what Vince is going for. You got to take this gamble that Vince McMahon is going to look at you and be like, oh yeah, this is gonna be this is the guy here, um, and then and then something fucked up like, oh, your ten minute introduction match down to ninety seconds. By the way, that cool entrance you got, gone. Oh, and, you, and your awesome uh, uh, wife, you know, manager, uh, advocate, whatever you want to call her, Scarlet, she's gone. She's not in there either. Not gonna nope. Sorry. The entire package that made you the allure, the the uh, everything that made the, you a, that visage. made you seem like a star. At NXT is gone is now. Gone. Yeah, you're, you're gonna. Oh, here, the, 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 all that didn't work. We're gonna put a helmet on you. There you go. You look like a million bucks. Get out there. Your first champ. match with your new outfit. Yeah, that's gonna break. You know, it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's nuts, man. That's nuts. That's it's nuts. Another crazy. thing, it's nuts is uh, uh all your credit card information getting out there in the world uh, if you're just trying to order a wrestling shirt. So we've got some more details on the Pro Wrestling T Security Breach Wrestle Zone. Actually, had some additional details on said data breach that made news last week, apparently occurred back in November. The site is reporting, WrestleZone, that the office of the Maine Attorneys General revealed that 31,000 Pro Wrestling Tees customers were affected by the breach and that the breach happened on April April 1st of 2021, a full seven months before Pro Pro Wrestling Tees was notified about it by investigators. Oh, so they weren't even uh, notified about it until, okay. Wow. Well, that sucks. You got one of those letters, didn't you? I did, but a couple days after we talked about it, yeah. I did not. I think because I bought all my stuff through PayPal with them. Um, just for because ease, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So yeah, that's uh that's that's disheartening. But information, good information for people out there to have, you know, yeah. if any of the friendos. Yeah. So I mean anecdotally, we had a bunch of people on Twitter hit us yeah. up and be like, yeah. Hey, thanks for the info because yeah. No, otherwise. Yeah, yeah. It, it it would be it would be great if Pro Wrestling Tees was a bit more forthright and transparent about this stuff. Um, yeah, it could be nice. You know, going back, you know, and 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 based on the fact there's an active investigation, I don't know what kind of information they could have divulged as early. I think in one of the letters they sent, or or uh, you know, there's been some correspondence between uh, customers and and customer service that there might have been some thought that they couldn't have said anything sooner based on the investigation. I don't know if that's the case or not. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, what's interesting, just from a public relations standpoint, you know, so many other companies will, as soon as the public might catch wind, as soon as something happens on Reddit where they're starting to share letters, mm-hmm. they, you know, you'd get a, you'd get out in front of it on Twitter. They were silent for like a couple of days, or at least mm-hmm. the first twenty four hours when this was really blowing up, which was surprising, just because it's like, man. You guys are a really popular entity in professional yeah. wrestling. And a massive, massive money generator for people who have shops there. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. They would just sort of be like, no, nah, we're just going to yeah, sit no. on this one for I a know. bit. Even even something as simple as, hey, you know, we are aware there's a situation. More information is forthcoming, but exactly. we are, our hands have been tied. You exactly. know? People, people are understanding. You know, yeah. they are. If you're transparent with, with people. And and, and 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 honest with them, yes, people will be understanding. If it seems Can't like ghost them, don't ghost seems, them. Yeah, if it seems like they're, you're you're trying to keep secrets from people or, or be obtuse about things, and yeah, people are going to be a bit, uh, you know, not going to trust you very much. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, let's go ahead and talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, obviously, the episode down a bunch of people, including three of the participants of the upcoming Fatal 4-Way main event at day one, Big E, Bobby Lashley, and Seth Rollins, who did, well, two of them participated mm-hmm. in the episode mm-hmm. via Matt Chat Questions, mm-hmm. videos that looked like they were just they were just shot on their shot iPhones. Home, yeah. um, and then uh, Bob Lashley had a couple of proxies uh, in his place, Kevin Owens was in attendance, did his best to sell the match coming up here at day one. Uh, Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan were represented via video package. Pretty mm-hmm. extensive one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and, you know, it in this sort of situation, I thought there was a couple of good wrestling matches. Um, but by and large, the episode felt by necessity, I guess, stitched together. And I yeah. don't know how much you can do about yeah, that. It, 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 you know, it did. It, it's tough to judge it too harshly based on circumstance, which led to its creation. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure they, as you mentioned, they were shorthanded. They did the best they could. Um, and there was a couple of good matches, you know, just as a go home show for a pay-per-view. They're trying to make a, a major thing. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they did the best they could to try to build anticipation for the show on raw considering they were down so many people. I mean, in the reality is we're living in a, in, in, in a period right now when there's a new, you know, COVID wave just like mass, you know, going around the country just yeah. all over the place. So this kind of stuff, we talked about this on the show, of course, yesterday mm-hmm. they were held back due to COVID con- concerns. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. 
that said, you know, we did get some decent wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that I, I thought the first half hour of the show, the first 40 minutes or so, the Riddle Orton and Alpha Academy stuff, even though it was a bit too talky, Riddle and Orton, their chemistry is off the charts. And I thought that entire opening bit was uh, pretty damn entertaining. There is one thing that I think they could have done, um, which would have, I think, maybe popped the fans a little bit more. And that's and it's where I thought they were going to go because Orton continually tried to get an RKO on Otis. Why didn't he go to a Riddle move set? Oh, uh, yeah, a riddle yeah, yeah. finisher like yeah. the bro Derek or something like that, or a floating bro or something like that. <laughs> See Randy Orton do a floating bro. Right? I dude, I honestly <laughs> thought I was like, wouldn't that be cool if Randy tried a floating bro? Which is like one of the you know, it's, it doesn't look like the easiest maneuver to pull no, off. And Randy no. Orton's not known for going up to the top no, rope and it's not a high flyer people. though. No, <laughs> no, not at all. But like a bro Derek, yeah, he's maybe done that before. He he's done one of those, and he's yeah. done that before too. I know Otis is a big dude, so maybe that has its own challenge. But, you know, I think thematically it would be sound. I can't win with my move. Riddle's done my move before. Let me try one of his and pop the crowd even more. And they get that great hug and the tease for the arcade. Well, I mean, as much as the crowd pop for him hitting a floating bro, basically nothing in wrestling, very few things in wrestling pop a crowd more than an RKO. And you don't want to deny the people on RKO. Exactly. I, I know. Uh, WWE, they went crazy. I'm so glad they did this, too. On social media, they went nuts with the Chad Gable cell on the RKO from last week. They they did like yeah. a, they had like a social clip where it had like five different angles. It was really fantastic. And yes, you're absolutely right. Part of it is he's trying so hard to get the RKO off. The, the finish needs to, I guess, be he gets the damn thing off mm-hmm. after trying so much. But I thought it could have been a good shout if he would have done that. Um, but no, their, their chemistry is off the charts. The crowd was super entertained just by being, them being on the mic. But, I mean, that's part of the problem with last night's episode, too, is that you had to have extended time on the mic uh, in order to chew time, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then in the main event segment, we had Miz and Maurice uh, renewing their vows. You knew Edge was going to come out and interrupt this. And uh, we got some brood theme. We got a brood bath, which now, instead of consisting of of uh, uh, red-colored liquid, like blood, it's now, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe this 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 fluid that rained down from the ceiling. It was kind it's of almost like a purpley-brown color. Yeah, it's like a I did, yeah that that it's uh, that color is, exists. What is the name of it? I don't know. I don't know. It's not. It's 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 burgundy is too red. That's too. Yeah. That's yeah. too saturated. This is a. Yeah, I don't know the name of it. Yeah, it's like a purple brown is. type thing. It's in my head. Like the freaking crayon is is in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I I kind of wish that he wouldn't have a pr- look. I know he was in the brood, but he wasn't main brood guy. That was Gangrel. I kind of feel like Gangrel's thing is that. Yeah, I know. You know? I know. They're being a little fast and loose with Edge's mythology on this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me wrong, Brood theme is maybe top five for me in, in wrestling oh, history. It's, it's great. great. It's, it's fantastic. Great. If I can Love hear it on my television, I'm a happy I'm a happy guy. Yeah, man. But and it's Just a cool visual, it. although it's cooler visual than it's red, rather than some yeah. oh pur- yeah. Some purple brown color. Yeah, um, right. but uh uh yeah, I guess it was a decent segment. I mean, Edge came out and said, you know, you embarrassed me the last two weeks, so tonight before day one, I'm going to embarrass you. And then he kind of faked them out a couple times. You get the brood theme. Mystery liquid falls from the ceiling and then and then go off air. 
Let's talk about this match. In fact, given that this is the go-home episode, let's talk about day one predictions right now. Sure. Assuming it happens. Assuming that the, the you know that we get the actual matches. Um, Medge versus Miz. Let's just start there and then we're talking about it. Sure. Go-home looks like it's either going to be Miz winning or some sort of DQ. You don't think this match is going to no, be set up just I, to... Well, hold on a second. Sorry. To necessitate... Well, I'm still I'm still talking. <laughs> The uh, uh, Beth Phoenix coming out. I thought I thought she might have come out last night. Yeah, it can because you could still have the match where Maurice tries to interfere to help Miz. Beth then runs out to keep her from interfering. Edge still wins, and the Miz to be like, "Well, your wife came out to interfere to make sure you won. Now we want a match at Royal Rumble." Edge can still yeah, okay. win. It can still set up the mixed tag match. So you say the the go home math here. Doesn't matter. No, Edge is winning that match. Thousand percent. Edge ain't losing to okay. Miz. Get out of here with that. <laughs> all right, all right. I don't know. I'm Second not most sure I'm confidence points behind Becky beating Liv is Edge winning. Oh yeah, but yeah, totally. Um, well, what other matches are on the card? Uh, oh well, yeah, the RK Bro is totally winning against uh, yeah. whoever won that match. Yeah, Street Profits. Street Profits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does Priest have a match at day one? No. What Gosh. does the card look like for day Man, one? Man. He gets zero reaction now. Zero. Yeah, because nobody cares about him because they turn him into a into a one. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Maybe most confidence points: Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that matching yeah. on the pay per view? Oh, <laughs> uh, because they need something for the kickoff. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's got to be the kickoff. That's got to be the kickoff. I swear, if they do that on the main card and relegate, I don't know. They might do like a twenty four seven thing. Yeah, on the, on the kickoff. Uh, Usos versus New Day. I'm kind of thinking the Usos are going to win that. Um, oh, yeah. That's sort of a that, – that's that's going to be, I think, kind of a signifier for how this Roman Reigns thing is going to yeah, turn out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and then the WWE title match. Yeah, where he – last night – clearly last night – you know, they didn't give us a proper go-home. It was a bunch of – are these people ever going to get better phones? Why is it like they can't just you send know, them like a you know, DSLR or something? Well, I know, but you know when you when you take a, a video on your iPhone, it looks really good when you watch it, and you text to somebody, and it looks like crap. Yeah, they really need to like upload That's properly. But number one, hands. number one, um, I don't know if Big E lives with anybody, but Seth Rollins lives with Becky Lynch, I assume. Have her hold the front facing camera yeah. or the back facing camera yeah. rather. <laughs> Seth video, I couldn't not I couldn't not look at the 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 star at the top of their tree that was leaning over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my angel fell down a couple times. I got a wonky <laughs> angel, dude. Yeah, it's like it's always sort of like sitting there threatening to do a a swanton off, swanton my tree. off the tree. As far as the WB title <laughs> match, I still feel like Big E is winning. The whole point of his promos it was this is the road it took me to get here. And I'm not going to come this. This is literally what he said. I'm not. I haven't come this far just to come this far. Whereas yeah, everybody it's come else, Tuesday, was, baby. <laughs> whereas everybody else was talking about how, like, Kevin Owens was going a bit too far with how uh, on the same page he and Seth are. While Seth is like, oh, yeah. all right, fine, that no, ain't working not, out. Yeah. You got no. you got Owens try to pit Lashley against Rollins and leave him out of it. It just feels like a situation where the the three other participants other than Big E are going to be fighting amongst themselves too much. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Big E's going to walk out with a win. <laughs> Lou says his tree was flaccid. <laughs> hey, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this question in front of our flaccid tree. 
Oh man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, those are those are good. That's good for predictions. And then yeah, Roman Reigns was brought. I have no idea where my channel points are going on that one. Yeah, no either. I don't know. That's that's a crazy one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go really low with my seventeen thousand channel points. What do you mean prediction? Uh, 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 for prediction is confidence points. What's that? Confidence points too. For oh yeah, we got to talk about that because like there's there's a couple problems with our new system, but we'll talk about that off camera. Um. So yeah. Anyways, let's go ahead and hop into this. Sure. Kicked off with <clears throat> RK Bro. Riddle talks about pat- patenting uh, Brogert. Uh, Orton says the only way I'm going to have a happy new year is if I beat Otis here tonight. And if we successfully defend at year one against Mysterios of the Prophet, there's a lot of talk. Year one. (laughs) (laughs) January one. Day one, January one. Riddle says, while I was off last week, I did some self-reflection. I started looking at myself from the outside like you told me to, Randy. I noticed I was turning green and growing scales. And Orton says, yeah, you probably need to see a doctor. He says, hey, but can somebody run some footage from the truck? So he Riddle knows what happened when he wasn't here. They run footage of RKO, uh, the RKO on Gable, and then the many attempts on Otis. Mm-hmm. Riddle says, uh, he says, Randy, Otis might be un-RKO-able. He must eat a lot of burritos to have the, a neck that thick. What kind of burritos do you think he is? Or- Orton says, look, we all know Otis is a powerhouse. That brings out the Alpha, Alpha Academy. Yes. Gable says, Randy, how did a nitwit like you get so far ahead of the curve? Everyone else is going to learn the same lesson from last week. There is no greater threat in all of WWE than my protege, my number one guy, Otis. He says, I taught him everything he knows. I recently got my master's of the 4.0, and Otis says, yeah, he's a master. (laughs) I was like, that's the old Otis I remember. he called the crowd morons, too. Yeah, yeah, he did that. Uh, Gable says even the mindless morons. Oh yeah, morons of Detroit. No, Orton's no match for Otis. Regardless of the outcome at year one, those I even have it again here. Year one, those titles will be around our waist. Riddle says I consider myself a man of higher education. Crowd pops for that. Yes. Detroit loves weed. Orton raises his. And Orton even raises his title up when he says that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riddle says, uh, I got a bunch of knowledge up here. I'd like to show Randy when I take you guys on. When I take you on, Gable, right here, right now. Gable says, you're an ignoramus. You really want to challenge an Olympian days before your match. I accept. Riddle says, says, get that big, beautiful brain in here so I can introduce it to RK, bro. And we have that match. We had that match, and it was was a solid bout for about, I don't know, five, seven minutes. Uh, Finish saw uh, Gable. Oh, sorry, not the finish exactly, but there's this great spot. Gable goes for a moonsault. Riddle catches him with a triangle, but then Gable transitions, reverses that to an ankle lock. Riddle gets the ropes. Uh, Gable goes for that rolling German suplex he does. Uh, Riddle flips out of it, lands on his feet, hits a knee, floating bro for the win. And afterwards, Otis gets right in the ring, pounces Riddle, and he Mm -hmm. waves Randy to come into the ring. Raw rolls on. We come back from commercial. And this story of the, of the Otis-Randy match is all about Orton trying to hit an RKO as soon as, as humanly possible. He just wanted to hit mm-hmm. an RKO. And yeah. Otis kept pushing him off. It took four attempts, I think, for him to finally hit one. I like uh, Otis dropping that warrior splash on Orton, getting up and saying, I'm the man! <laughs> Made me laugh. Uh, so, yeah, let's see here. Otis tried to ram Orton on the outside. Orton moved instead. Otis hit the steps, but he kind of no-sold it. He gets back in. Orton hits a draping DDT, tries for an RKO, can't get it on him. Otis wants a Vader bomb. Orton moves out of the way, and 
hits his RKO for the win. Afterwards, Riddle gets on the mic and says, you did the impossible. You hit an RKO on somebody we all thought was un-RKO-able. He says, people want to see an RK bro hug. So Riddle gets a hug from Orton, and then he teases an RKO. And uh, I think that part was, I think that was unscripted because he yeah. just likes to fuck with uh, Riddle. Yeah. And then he gave him another hug. Yeah, it was, was a really good. cool moment. That was know? pretty good. That was pretty good. After that, we uh, got a Kevin Owens interview, or so we thought. But before we get to the actual interview, Kevin Patrick throws to a Matt Chat question from Big E. And that's where he talks about how uh, he, he anticipates that his opponents are going to take advantage of his champion's disadvantage. Um, he says for him to do what he does best, he has to go back to being himself because this is all about me and my story. This is about me starting over at 23, about sleeping on a tiny studio apartment floor while working on my craft. This is about getting to the top of the industry, doing it the right way. This is about knowing you didn't come this far to only come this far. We go back to Kevin Owens, and he's, he's resting his forehead on Kevin Patrick's shoulder. He doesn't want to be doing this interview, much less with no. Kevin Patrick. So yeah. uh, Owen says, Big E is wrong. It's about my story, Kevin Owen's story, coming to work every week. I'm the only one in this match that's here this week. No one else's. He says, no, not this week. This is my story. He says, you, I don't like your name. You got a week to pick a new one. He carries on. Kevin Owen's story has been all about this plan, and everything has gone off without a hitch. He's in this day one title match. He's best friends with Seth Rollins, and his plan led to Lashley being taken out. The next part of his plan is when he wins the WWE title, watch him do it. And he tells Kevin Patrick, think about your name. And he's about to leave, comes back into, into frame and says, Burt, your name is Burt. It's Burt. He's Burt now. It's Burt. I like that name. It's a good good name. Uh, after that, another uh, vignette. Veer is still coming to Raw. So we'll see. Fightful Select had like a little write-up on it. It didn't really give us much like... They, they're sort of aware that it's being turned into a joke. Yeah. Although you have to appreciate WWE social. They, they, oh, they send tweeted Veer. out. Send Veer and Taz got a kick out of that. And then That's not like that. They released a new hook shirt. That said, oh, cool. Hook. That's good. Oh, nice. Is it like, is there a design on it? Like, does it, Well, does it's the it same as the other one, but the colors are inverted. So it's a black shirt. Same font for hook. And then like an old English font, it says send. It's not much different. Okay. Okay, well, there you go. People like black shirts. Uh, after that, we had Dana Brooke <clears throat> and Reggie taking on R-Truth and Tamina in a mixed tag match. But uh, Truth, did, did Tamina ever, it was the gimmick of this, Tamina never tagged in? Did she actually oh, she get was in this in. match? She was in. She oh, was in she was? Okay. Stretch, yeah. All right, this is what happens when you have a 24-7 match. I kind of tune out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, Reggie ends up getting the pin on Truth here with like a really cool... Uh, what the hell? It I've seen like, Ray do that. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like a wheelbarrow thing, but he, the way Truth kind of planned himself in the ground, almost like a wheelbarrow into like a dis, almost like a d- inverted destroyer type thing. But it, you know, yeah, it, it was a wheelbarrow into essentially like a, a roll up. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, Truth, great. I don't know you just plant yourself like that. Uh, after that, we had a Nick. Oh, and then afterwards, um, Tamina uh, uh, laid out Truth. Uh, we had a Nikki A.S.H. interview. She says, Rhea doesn't need my help. We chose to be tag partners because we wanted to. Rhea's pep talks have put me in the right place. She says, I'd like to see the current tag champions put their money where their mouths are, so we're going to officially, or we are officially challenging them to a tag title match. Mm-hmm. We got Carmella's response to that a little bit a little later. Later on, yeah. Uh, before uh, that, first we got up. Yep. Street Profits versus Ray and Dom Mysterio. 
fun match. This was actually, yeah, this is actually a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, early on, or about halfway through, maybe Dawkins hits silencer on Ray. Ford follows with the frog splash. He basically leaped three quarters of the way across the ring. It was pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah, you think awesome. that's it? You were wrong. Dom breaks wrong. up the pin there. So then Dom sends Dawkins out of the ring, hits him with a splash. Ford's looking for some sort of slam on Ray. Instead, Ray counters with Rana, sends him into the ropes, tags in Dom. Dom hits Ford with a six one nine. Then he follows with a frog splash of his own. Ford kicks out. And then we get a sequence which leads to uh, the Street Profits hitting a doomsday blockbuster on Dom to get the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, fun spots in this a, match. That bit where Ray did the thing where he springboards onto uh, 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 Montez's shoulders mm-hmm. and then and, and like he sort of undershot it. Yeah, but yeah, But yeah. Tez like Muscled powered him, up, him yeah. back up. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. That was impressive. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's see here. Backstage. Uh, we find out who's going to be the officiant of the uh, Ms. Marie's wedding renewals, vow renewals. I'm back. Better than ever. Eric Bischoff, your favorite. There for the vow renewals. Bischoff says, you know, I've been to a lot of wrestling weddings. He says, this one is going to be must see. Yeah. Yeah. Better than ever. Uh, then we get AJ Styles promo. Uh, he's like, I'm in the ring. Where's a moss? He says, Next time I was in the ring, he'd be there for a match. He says, maybe Amos is scared that he won't live up to his potential. He says, early in my own career, I was there. I was scared of that too, but I was never selfish and unappreciative. He says, you got to pay your dues to get to the top. He says, Amos's dues will be paid to AJ Styles. The next time he sees Amos in the ring, he's going to kick his teeth in. He's got 20-plus years of experience on Amos. He's seen uh, Giants come and go, but there's only been one phenomenal, AJ Styles. Then you hear Grayson Waller. Talking mm-hmm. trash off camera. He's sitting ringside holding a sign. So AJ calls him to the ring. And he's like, here's another uh, guy who hasn't paid his dues to get to the top. Um, AJ introduces Waller WB Universe. This instantly chorus of booze, which could, very well could have been piped in probably because I doubt most of the audience knew who Grayson Waller was based on NXT's viewership numbers. <laughs> uh, Waller <laughs> says, point. that was nice of AJ. Uh, he says, since you, AJ Styles, came to NXT to my house, I thought I'd come to yours. Show the W Universe what they can see every Tuesday on NXT. Uh, you know, they go back and forth a little bit about the whole paying dues thing. Waller says, I like it on Raw. It's going to be even better when Amos is done with you. And then uh, I'll, I'm going to take your spot. And AJ says, of course you'd like it here. This is where stars are made. And you're not a star. Uh, but while you're here, I'll show you around. Show you around ringside. It hits with phenomenal form so you can count the lights on your way out and Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz interrupts Crews tells AJ that uh, uh, AJ and Amos are similar to himself and Aziz but AJ's giant has left him while their united front tells AJ his giant isn't there tonight but his is and then Aziz says if AJ wants to slay giants then fight him right now AJ accepts this challenge before that match happens which it doesn't we get a Carmella interview where she pretty much accepts Nikki's challenge for a tag title yeah, and then we come back, and uh, we have AJ Styles versus Apollo Crews, even though moments earlier, I just don't understand like the, the process of writing here, Larson, where uh, they're like, hey, here's the thing. At the end of this promo, Aziz, you're going to uh, accept or, or challenge AJ Styles, and AJ's going to accept. But then we're going to go to an interview. When we come back, we're going to have a different match, which admittedly is a lot better because well, AJ Styles versus Paul was a really fun match. Why would they even say this I don't know. Up? Commentary tried to explain it, uh, saying uh, during the commercial break, 
Cruz convinced Aziz to let him have the match instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, but why even set it up? Why even set it up? Why That's even the, set it it's up? the weirdest thing. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. But yeah, this was a fun. This was a fun bout. Um, oh man, they were stuff. doing all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. And the, and the and the sequence that led to the Styles clash at the end was really really good. Um. Yeah. No. This was this was really really cool. Um. Yeah, it was one of those things where like shit happens, and then he just sort of all of a sudden is in Styles Clash yeah. position. Yeah, yeah. I can try like, to explain it, but I do a really poor job of it. <laughs> I was trying to back in my head, and I was like, mm, it was like a roll up thing, way. and he faked the power bomb, and instead of doing the power bomb, he did Styles Clash. It was crazy. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> Commander Aziz gets in the ring and chases AJ out. He goes to check on Cruz. Gets up, turns around, AJ hits him with a phenomenal form. So AJ's like posted in the ring for some reason. Aziz just pops right back up. <laughs> and AJ has to like boot him or punch him into the corner again. It's like, what are you doing? Man, Aziz, you got to sell that you gotta shit, sell man. sell my finish. That's a big deal. <laughs> That's a big deal, buddy. Uh, after that, we had a Rollins Matt Chat question. Or uh, he says, "Oh, there's Kevin Owens trying to take all the credit." Well, I'm going to give at his, his drooping Christmas tree. I'm his sorry. flaccid Christmas tree. Um, he says, uh, "Yeah, I'm going to giving spirit, so I'm going to give you all the credit." Yeah, we're on the same page. I'm going to be WWE champion. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, so Kevin Owens comes out, talks about how he's in a great mood. He had a great Christmas with his family. He's got he had the main event at Madison Square Garden last night, which he won, by the way. He didn't. Um, he says in five yeah. days. He says, whole, don't bother looking it up. Man. Yeah, he says the whole world gets to rejoice when I become champ. He talks about how he's the only uh, person in that match there tonight. It makes him smarter than Seth, tougher than Big E, and stronger than Lashley. He says, I can't blame them for not wanting to show up in a dump like Detroit, but I came to show everyone the example, an example, because at day one, I'm going to give WB a champion they can be proud of. And he talks extensively about the beatdown of Lashley last week and how that all benefits him. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying, you know, Lashley's going to target Seth because of that, because Seth is the one that hit him with the stomp. Uh, but he says Seth and himself are of one mind, one heart, one soul, and that's because we, uh, he created the perfect plan at day one. He'll become WWE champion. Then he's interrupted by MVP, uh, who then tells Kevin Owens that you couldn't be more wrong about your day one predictions. Kevin Owens has too much confidence points on himself. <laughs> he so, does. Can't put a, it's like, dude, Drew and Madcap Moss are in this in, on this card. You got to put all your confidence. Exactly. On exactly. So he tell he says, Kevin Owens, credit to you for well orchestrated plan. But if you think that Lashley has forgotten about you, you're mistaken. He mentions the apron power bomb. He says the Almighty wants to remind Owens that it takes more than a stomp on the steps to take him out. Lashley will be at day one to wreck Seth, but he has a specific message for you. And he reads from his phone. He says, I'm going to rip Kevin Owens' wet noodle arms off his ectomorphic body. Someone has got to eat. <laughs> talks about how whether it's Seth, uh, Big E, or Owens, someone is ending up in the hurt lock. I like that Kevin Owens stops and says, there's no way he texted that. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Owens' sides are fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's great. And honestly, he's the only. This, this, was, this was so long. And I love that he sort of. So Kevin says, you know, as terrifying as that text was, I still like my odds. Uh, uh, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander show up. MVP looks kind of confused, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm confused you, yeah. about that too. I thought they, the Hurt Business already got back together." Mm, yeah, I kind of half thought that and half figured that that was just them trying to get back into the Hurt Business back when it happened. Whenever the Goldberg stuff, like a temporary, because they haven't been seen since. I know, and they never really had any like, interaction with them. I get that. No, they didn't. And so we got a little bit more 
fleshing out of that because MVP's like, yeah, no, what, what are you doing out here? And Cedric says, you know, Kevin Owens is right. One man cannot beat three. And uh, he says, even the almighty, and MVP says, even the almighty. Uh, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Cedric's continuing. He says, even the almighty can't take on the whole world. When was Bobby Lashley at his best? When he was rolling with us in the Hurt Business, we all know what Bobby needs. And MVP says, whoa, whoa, no, he doesn't need anyone. He doesn't need me. But if you want to talk some business, and then Owen says, okay, okay, look, we all see where this is going. You want to ref- These guys want to reform the Hurt Business. Maybe if they beat me up, you'll text Lashley, and he'll be okay with reforming the Hurt Business. Let's just skip to the end. Let's get to the fight. Come on, get down here. So uh, we get Cedric versus Owens. Owens wins out with a stunner. Mm-hmm. After the match, Selton says, give me a goddamn mic. I think like clear on on on, yeah, on yeah. my on like TV, they're yeah. not supposed to yeah. say goddamn. They could say shit, but they can't say goddamn. Uh, so as soon as he gets the mic, before he's able to say anything, he eats a stunner. Yep, yep. Uh, then we get a uh, Dolph versus Damian Priest, or so we thought, because Dolph makes his entrance. Uh, uh, then Mike Rome introduces a Becky Lynch Liv Morgan video package, which runs so for several long. minutes, and then we go yeah. backstage for a Damian Priest promo that was taped earlier where he yeah. talks about how he, he tries his best to keep the darkness within him at bay. But last week, da- his Damian came out, says, if I'm disrespected, that blind rage will take control and there's nothing anyone can do about it and tells Dolph. He is so not in. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're right. He's so not into this because it's terrible. He was getting over before just being cool dude. And then now that he has this gimmick, all the progress he made, poof, gone. It's gone. Yeah. So I didn't mean to cut you off when, right, he was, right. when he was talking there. Uh, I, thought, I thought you were done because you paused for a second. No, I was just get because I had I had a, a couple hyphens here, which means there's a change of thought. Yeah. It, it's all it's all just nothing though. It is like nothing. it's and and he is so lost with this one dimensional bullshit. He like you said, he was him basically coming off like himself, a genuine person. Cool guy who wouldn't want to hang out with Damian Priest, right? Yeah. And now he's this. He's a guy you don't want to hang out with because if, if you like take his 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 last, uh, 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 I don't know, like Apple turnover or something, he's going to flip the switch and beat the shit out of you. You have no idea what arbitrary thing because week to week, people like this week it was Dolphia. So they had the match. And it was a good match. Dolph yells at him until the finish because the finish is so transparent and this was a stupid finish. Dolph yells at him about, oh, you don't like look like a real mind. Mind you, this is after like, I don't know, 10 minutes. Decent, decently long match. Yeah, this is a long match of them just beating the crap out of each other. Dolph is getting his shit in plenty. And then it takes him yelling at Priest. You don't look like a champion. I'm a champion. This is what a real champion looks like. Him, yeah. Slaps him. And then he does a silly cartoon face and the camera zooms in and then, oh, oh, no, he's he's lost it. He's triggered now. Terrible. Then they go to the outside. No, they don't go to the outside. Priest starts stomping him in the corner. Doesn't it? Ref counts to five. They DQ it. Mm -hmm. He goes to the outside. uh, Rams Dolphin to the barricade, drops him with a uh, a, reckoning reckoning on the the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and there you go. Dolphins by DQ. Before we move on to the main event segment, I do want to mention this. So after Priest finishes his promo, you think, oh, we'll have the match now. You're wrong. Oh, sorry. You get a commercial break. So another situation where a wrestler makes their entrance and has to stay on the ring for 10 minutes before the match it's begins. Forever. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I would suggest the philosophy might be, even though it's not one that we feel works, because I'm on the same page with you. Maybe the idea is 
you're teasing something that people want to see so they stick around and eventually see it. I think that's probably the philosophy. I would think it's more a thing maybe for the live crowd because otherwise you get this entrance, you know, you get the lights and some the music, some situations, the pyro, and then it being there live, you know, when they run stuff on the Tron, on TV, the house lights come down. So maybe it's just something, okay, rather than giving the people in attendance live 10 minutes of stuff that's not happening in the ring, we'll give them an entrance, run 10 minutes of stuff in the ring, and then go back to the match. But from a viewing experience at home, it's awful. And I would think maybe for the wrestlers, you're backstage, you're warming up, you're loose, you're ready to go, you have your entrance, and you got to stand around for 10 minutes. That's not great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, it's, it is silly, regardless of the reason. It's silly. Um, and it always fucks up my notes. Yeah. No. Because I'm like, oh, Dolph Ziggler versus Damian Priest. I don't know why I continually fall into this trap. More Charlie Brown nonsense. It happens once a, once an episode of Raw now. It does. Last week was the War Raiders. I write down, uh, you know, Dolph versus Damian Priest. And then it's like, oh, shit. Hold on. No. Carmella. Wait. No. It, so much. What are they stuff. doing? So Anyways, my notes stopped there. I'm sure more stuff happened. <laughs> Let me go to your notes now. Oh, yeah. That's because we had the uh, the main event ceremony. Yeah. I was it's trying just, to it's draw just exasperation into a certain point. You're like, I'm just not going to write this down anymore. I was, I uh, started drawing my picture of Hook at this point. Oh, there you uh, go. We had uh, Miz and Maurice in their vow renewal ceremony. Bischoff introduces Miz and Maurice. Miz uh, walks up the steps, but stumbles a little bit and recovers really well. Yeah, he lost it all pretty well. Miz, Miz, when Miz is when Miz is good, he's good. I like Miz when he's good. It's just unfortunately, it's like ten percent of the time that he's on TV throughout the year, he's ever actually presented with anything that's good. Yeah. But I, this stuff is all right. Anyways, these are your notes, so why don't you recap? Oh, sure, sure, sure. So uh, Miz is recapping his 2021. Say it, he says at day one he'll prove that old Edge is gone and new Edge can't keep up with the standard that's been set by the Miz. So before day one, I want to give all the fans something uplifting. Our wedding vow renewal. So Maurice recites her vows first. She starts to get emotional about it. Miz is next. Uh, and he says, uh, I'm going to do my vows in French. That didn't last long. At a certain point, Maurice just says, all right, just do in English from here on out. He does. Uh, Edge comes out. And he's like, I'm not there to ruin anything because this Saturday at day one, I got a match against you. I'm going to beat your ass. Uh, Miz says that Edge, they knew that Edge was going to come out. They wanted him to have a front row seat to what true love looks like. And they start making out in front of him. And Edge uh, says, all right, you two get a room. He says, uh, you've gotten out of hand. You've embarrassed me. Uh, out here every week, the last two weeks. So what goes around comes around. And before I beat you at day one, Miz, I'm going to embarrass you. And then Miz and Maurice are starting to get paranoid looking around, and, and Edge will start looking around to kind of feed into that sense of paranoia. And he says, ah, I'm just playing mind games with you. I'm not going to ruin their wedding, your wedding. But, you know, I, I was curious. Do you want this to be a white wedding? And that's when the brood music starts. Lights come down, red lights. And then purple brown fluid rains down. Lights come up, and they're all covered in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're like um, draining like uh, uh, some sort of wound, like a, an old cyst or something that's, that's been around for a while. It's like old blood. Yeah, That's I can see that. Like. I can see it's that. It's like old blood. Yeah. Not like new, fresh, bright red blood. No. Like old, gross, like sort of pussy blood. Yeah. You know, that happens to me every once in a while. <laughs> we watched, no, we watched the first season of The Terror from a couple of years yes. ago. 
there's a lot of that. There's just people going out there because they're out there in the Arctic. And then there's like a scene of like, you know, just the doctor cutting off toes because they're all they're all frozen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frostbitten. Frostbitten. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it's a good show. Uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions. Uh, let's see here. Uh, our David Matushek, we already kind of answered this one. Uh, although it's it's worth sort of examining this aspect of it. David Matushek says, considering that COVID played a part on the major absences last night, do you think day one could be compromised heavily or will WWE finally give other people on their roster time to shine? So I kind of view this as two questions. Number one, will day one be compromised? Um, I think they're doing everything they can so that it's not. Yeah, it's too soon uh, to tell, though. I guess if some of the people involved in matches are currently dealing with COVID, it depends on how quickly uh, you know they they get some negative tests. Yeah, I mean, I feel like right now if the CDC has said if you don't have any symptoms, what is it, if you've tested positive but you're vaccinated but don't have any symptoms? For five days, then you only have to quarantine for five days. That's what they're saying. That's for after five days, regardless of right. any more negative tests. Which, yeah. Um. So I would think that if Seth didn't have symptoms, this amount of quarantining would be fine. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, honestly you, don't know. It's kind of you would you would hope that they would ensure that he was no longer in danger of spreading it by making sure he has at least one, if not two, negative tests before. I mean, that used to be kind of like yeah. in I think in in most other sports, that's what it requires mm-hmm. is two negative tests before you can come back. Yeah. Um, the The second part of this question. So, like, honestly, it's four days away. We just don't know. Like, we'll we'll know when we'll know when you guys know. Yeah. Uh, the other part of this question is interesting because we did actually see this during Empty Arena era. Will the will this give the will this mean the WWE will finally give other people on their roster time to shine? Maybe not on the pay per view, but maybe if they need that. Yeah. But like for example, last night we probably would not have seen Apollo Cruz, and who's one guy that stepped up big time during the Empty Arena era? It was Apollo mm-hmm. Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he really. So did. you'd like to see that more uh appreciated and rewarded with more screen time even when more people do come back because apollo was there when he was when he when he was really needed and maybe just maybe that speaks to his level of professionalism that he was extra careful during that time so that he could be more available yeah i'm just pure speculation i'm not saying that other people aren't but um yeah i i you know i i think maybe we would see more people if more people were gone it just seems obvious yeah uh, White Brownie asked, do you think Eric Bischoff could be a good manager like Heyman, and who would he manage? Yeah, I'd love to see that if he was inter- interested. I don't know if he's interested in that, but I'd love to say I like Eric Bischoff. Um, <clears throat> would he be a good manager? I'm trying to think who he could manage. You know, I was thinking the other day, they should uh, bring Regal to SmackDown, have him manage Ridge Holland when this Sheamus thing is over. Mm-hmm. How cool would that be? That'd that could be, be interesting. Neat. That could be I'll see that. Um. Yeah, that could be Bischoff and. I mean, honestly, Bischoff and Miz makes a lot of sense. Hey, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Uh, I like that. Adrian C. Cross's debut match got cut to ninety seconds in order for us to get the long-awaited blow-off match of Jackson Riker versus Elias. If you'd everyone truly cared about. Jeez, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Darius Johnson. Who should the first wrestler to smartly anticipate and avoid a brood bath while in a feud with Edge? Uh, Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. 
Kevin Owens should somehow turn the table on on Edge. That'd be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No Austin Theory last time. Was Austin in the names of uh, no, people but, that were held but back? No, he and Finn were supposed to have a match last night. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. And Vince wasn't at the uh, according yeah, to some there's, there's a lot of people that weren't there. It was yeah, Ed Koski and Lauren Nidus apparently running the show last night. Mm. Mm. Uh, White Brownie says, so in all honesty, after Goldberg's deal is up, would you love to see him in AEW in a similar role like Sting? No. No, once once Goldberg apparently he said he had one match. He needs shoulder surgery. Um, no, no. I'm gonna say yes, no. definitely. Give the give give Wardlow that rub, or have him manage Wardlow. <laughs> but I feel like Wardlow's better than Goldberg. I'm like he's a better talker, at least as is good. The, is the idea? Is the idea? Um. Once he gets that shoulder surgery, he can't wrestle anymore, right? Is that the deal? I don't know if it's a situation where if he once he gets well, he I think he, I saw the quote briefly, but I think he said I have one more match, I need shoulder surgery, but I'm gonna push it off until after I'm done. I believe that's what he I said. Remember, okay, because I remember when Sting was talking about it on table for three or something, he said, you know, that would you know once you get the surgery, that effectively ends your career. You're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But your life is a lot easier because you've had that surgery, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm, I'm assuming, I think he just put that up, put that off indefinitely. Like yeah, he yeah, was yeah. just putting that off to see what would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here, uh, Blake Whitehouse. Who do you think are next in line for a heel turn and a face turn? So we just had an AJ Styles face turn, mm-hmm. a heel turn. Oh, uh, they could they could have Lashley turn face. Yeah, that could be. I mean, at this point, why not just have Priest go heel? I know. You know, why not? Uh, B-Man, Don Wagner, Patrick Sparks. Hey, friendos. What wrestler would be a great game show host, and who would be a great for a guest hosting of Dateline? Dateline, that's the question I like, man. Well, Dateline needs somebody good. with some gravitas to their voice. Right, yeah. Yeah. I'll imagine Samoa Joe doing Dateline. <gasps> what a great answer. I'd like to see Eric Bischoff do a, a remake of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. That'd be good. Although Frakes is still doing it for uh, Germany, apparently, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is great. A great game show host? Oh, it'd be The Miz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'd be The Miz. That guy, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Keith Lee for Dateline. Oh, Holy shit. Yeah. How Keith great would, would great. that be? Oh, I'm Lester Holt. He graduated from the same high school as us. I know. You know, a couple of years before us. Several years before us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That's going to do it. Twitch chat. Stick around. Uh, we're going to raid somebody. Yeah. Till next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.